Welcome and thank you for joining the Cass County Health Department HealthCast. Our HealthCast is here to bring discussion and awareness to the services that we offer here at Cass County Health Department, as well as ongoing and current issues in women's health. I'm Hillary Kelly and I'm here with Louise Yale and we're health educators here at the health department. But today we have some very, very exciting, wonderful, lovely, special yes, guests yes, to speak with today. Yeah. From the Crisis Center Foundation in Jacksonville, we have Anna and Grace with us. So why don't we get started? Great to have you here, ladies. So first off, us. yeah, how, um, tell us a little about yourselves and how you got involved with the Crisis Center Foundation. Um, so I actually started part-time back oh. in 2014. Oh, okay. So um, it was honestly... I was just like, I need another job because going back to school, all this mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, I didn't even know that, like, we had those services in Jacksonville. Mm, yeah. So um, I was like, well, this is very interesting. And then um, I loved what I did because I always knew I wanted to help people. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then um, from 2014 until now, I've just had quite a few positions because I've felt very passionately about what I've what I do, helping, you know, mm -hmm. um, people experiencing domestic violence. Yeah. Um, so I've been a child advocate. I've do, done just domestic, like, advocacy in general, you know, part-time work, and then now I'm in this position as uh, the coordinator. Mm, okay. So. Great. So you've definitely moved up. Yeah, <laughs> that's excellent. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. excellent. So what about you, Grace? Yeah, so um, I'm going to be honest. This part, Donna and Danielle, our directors, if you're listening, please just – Tune out for a second. <laughs> I was a 21-year-old who had just finished my CNA classes, mm, and I okay. had done that for a minute, and I was like, you know what? I really appreciated my time doing this. Yeah. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Right. So. Right. Well, some, sometimes you just got to, like, go through a few things exactly. to really realize what you want to do. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. So I was just filling out crazy amounts of applications mm -hmm. on Indeed. Mm-hmm. And so I had gotten a call from the crisis center, and I was like, to be honest, I don't even remember what I applied for oh, here. Oh, right. I, so <laughs> right, what, right. So I went in for an interview, and it went very, very well. And after I left, I was like, I am actually very excited about this. Mm -hmm. I, I have been good. excited mm -hmm. about a job in a long time. Mm -hmm. So I got hired on in October as a just a domestic violence advocate. I was working second shift, so I okay. was working 3 to 11 with shelter clients, mm -hmm. um, also just answering hotlines, you know, doing things like that, just helping out our clients that were in shelter. Yeah. Um, and then this position had been open the whole time, but mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I just do it in this position. I can't already move. Right. right. Um, so finally, I was like, but you know what? Why not? Yes. Yeah. So I uh, sat down with Donna and Danielle, <laughs> <laughs> and I interviewed for the job, and mm -hmm. I ended up getting it um, mm -hmm. as a community educator. And then, to be honest with you, though, I'm very thankful for my time in the shelter yeah. and um, working with clients one-on-one -on -one because – it really just helps you realize how important the work that we do yeah. is. Oh, yeah, you know? absolutely. And I don't think I could be half of the community community educator I am for the crisis center if I wouldn't have had yeah. that time in the shelter. Absolutely. Right. Um, yeah. Because you see what our clients are going through firsthand, and, you know, you're sometimes making that first connection with them when they mm -hmm. first come in. Mm -hmm. um, so 
I was really thankful for that time, and I'm glad that I'm where I am yeah, now. Absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. Oh, that sounds like <laughs> some awesome. fantastic yeah. Yeah, positions that you And it's so there. crazy that it's all happened in less than a year. It was like I was a 20-year-old yeah. who had no idea what I was doing <laughs> less than a year are. ago. And here we are. Exactly. Excellent. 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 Yeah. All right. So tell us a little bit more about the Crisis Center Foundation and how long it's been around. Um, so the Crisis Center, I can't give you an exact date, but I know um, we were established in uh, the 80s because mm-hmm. for domestic violence in society in general, right. a lot of things started happening in the 70s right. um, with like women's liberation and stuff like that. Right. So um, our agency specifically, I think I want to say it was like late 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, and we started out, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Jacksonville, but we started out um, on the Jacksonville Developmental Center grounds. Mm-hmm. Or okay. no, wait, no, we didn't. At the old hospital. I'm oh, okay. Oh, okay. 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 That's yeah. right. <laughs> you liar. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> Hang on. So anyway, yeah, the old state hospital <laughs> by our saviors. Okay. Um, but now we are... By the Jacksonville Developmental. Oh, okay. Like, okay. Okay. Old state grounds. Now that's yeah. abandoned. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> I got that building. Um, and then what we do is we do provide domestic violence services for people experiencing domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Um, we provide, like, legal advocacy, counseling, um, obviously prevention and education. Mm-hmm. Um, we do, obviously, 24-hour hotline, shelter services, okay. um, and then just any other referrals. Yeah. Know, obviously to you guys. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, and just yeah. outreach and, yeah, yeah. definitely. So. And we, um, but we serve Morgan, Scott, Cass, and Greene counties. Okay. So widespread there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Quite, yeah, quite a bit of coverage. Yeah, that's good. I mean, Which it, is wonderful. Yeah, no, it's great because, yeah. I mean, a lot of people think that since you're just in Jacksonville that right. you would just service Jacksonville, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. good to know that. Yeah. You service a greater region in right. the, in around there, so so yeah. So then you kind of mentioned some of the services. So um, just kind of go over what what different services that the crisis center offers again. Yeah. So um, legal advocacy. When uh, we have you know we have three legal advocates, and then we have our bilingual ad- advocate as well. Okay. She does legal advocacy along with like counseling and things like that. Okay. For, um, she She's is Spanish. Speaking? Spanish. Yes, okay. Spanish speaking. Um, her name is Miriam. Okay. Um, so with legal advocacy, we assist clients with um, orders of protection and uh, like providing support going to the courthouse mm-hmm. when you are you mm-hmm. know going to speak in front right. of the judge. We can't speak on your behalf, but we are there to like walk you through what everything's going to mm-hmm. happen and just right. just to be there as an extra support system for sure. Um, sometimes um, we are also advocates when it comes to like when abusers are violating order of protection you know sometimes we do contact with police officers that way legal advocates will too Mm -hmm. um so just kind of things like that with the judicial judicial system okay so what are things like you do grace for outreach there a community educator yeah so i think we kind of talked about covering so many counties and i think anna and i one of our main priorities was making sure that our presence was known in other yeah. counties other than just Morgan and mm-hmm. not just Morgan, just Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, I think that we had kind of established our presence in Jacksonville, um, but I grew up in Meridosha and I didn't okay. even know that the crisis center was yeah, a thing. For sure. right. So that was kind of one of our main priorities was making sure that 
outside Lyon counties yeah. knew who we were and what we do For and sure. making sure that our presence was known in those counties. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we try to do a good job. I mean, we have um, one of our legal advocates is in green two days a week, and then mm-hmm. Miriam is here a couple days a week. And, mm-hmm. you know, our advocates are doing their best to be all over the place. Right. Yeah. I know, it um, can be a lot. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we're just trying to make sure that people know that even though, you know, you could be coming from Carrollton, which is kind sure. of a hike to, yeah. to Jacksonville, that we can still provide those services for you as well. Okay. Um, we do. We will come meet you where you're at. Okay. Right. 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 That's, yeah, that's good that's to important. know. I think a lot yeah. of people mm-hmm. have that barrier uh-huh. of transportation or something, yes. and, yeah. but they're in need, so they... Yeah. Well, and something that we always talk about, too, is that... Domestic violence is still kind of a taboo topic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially yeah. in rural communities like this. Yeah. yeah. Um, because, you know, it, it does happen in these communities and it happens to anybody. There mm-hmm. isn't a specific group of people that it happens to. Mm-hmm. So I think that's another main priority is of ours as well, is just making sure, you know, that we are letting people know that this does happen and it yeah. is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, people who come forward, that's a really huge and a really brave thing to do. And, and you know, kind of just trying to educate people on how to support support those people who do come forward. And, you know, yeah. that it does take a lot sometimes. Yeah, well, too. right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it takes to. a lot of bravery, a lot of courage. Absolutely. And, you know, yeah. just I think a lot of that stigma is like it's, you know, they're being ashamed or like right. ashamed of it or something. It's yeah. not the case. Any, you know, yeah. you need to make sure that you're being aware of right. of that it's okay and you need that help. And we yeah. also try to work with other agencies as well just right. because we we can't do what we do alone. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, we always try our best to provide our clients with every single service that we can, but sometimes there's just more to it than that. You right. know, we try yeah. to work with other agencies to refer our clients to make sure they are getting full services that they need mm-hmm. that sometimes we can't provide mm-hmm. and vice versa as well. We want other agencies to be able to call the crisis center and say, yeah. And, you know, I have a client here. We need help. Yeah, it sounds mm-hmm. like maybe, you know, she's needing help. She's needing shelter or whatever whatever the, the mm-hmm. case may be. So that's yeah. another thing that we try to do as well is just, you know, collaborate with other agencies mm-hmm. and yes. just let them know that we're in this together. And it's not necessarily doesn't mm-hmm. have to be so cut and dry about, you know. Right. Yep. Exactly. Right. So. Exactly. Um, so other services that we have, too, that I think are super important are counseling services. Mm, yes. So we have um, adult counselors, and then we have our child advocate. Um, so basically what they do is, so we'll get, like, a client from a legal advocate, you know, and what they do is they provide a referral to our adult counselor. And um, we have Skylar is our adult uh, counselor, and then we just got um, Stephanie, who is an art therapist, mm. and then we oh, do have, awesome. um, we do also have a, a licensed therapist that is like, I think she only has a few hours or whatever. But if there's um, a client that's gone through something, I, I mean, domestic violence in general is very traumatic. Yeah, sure, but sometimes um, you know, PTSD, depression, right. there's right. additional, there's like traumas to over. Definitely, yes. So um, that's why we have our licensed therapist now too. So our legal advocates will have the initial kind of meeting or whatever, and then they refer to either, you know, any of our uh, Skylar, Stephanie, or Leanne. Mm-hmm. And um, in those sessions, whether it be just Skylar or Stephanie or Leanne, we discuss uh, domestic violence education 
the relationship that that person was in. Right. And just going over the cycle of violence, red flags, just to help that person learn to love themselves again and to know what to look for in their next relationship. Right, yeah. Or absolutely. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be a relationship. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it can be, you know, f- you know, familial abuse, things like that. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. dom- you know, domestic violence isn't just a romantic relationship, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It can be friends, family, people that you're living with, things like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good to kind of understand yeah. a little mm-hmm. bit more yeah. about different roles that you have there at the the crisis center yeah, as well. That's awesome. I didn't know that you guys had like counseling services yeah, available. Right. So that's that's great to know because mm-hmm. I think that when you're trying to recover, it's a lifelong mm-hmm. yes, thing yes, thing absolutely that you're always going to be working on overcoming that level of trauma mm-hmm. for sure. So you guys mentioned like regions. Um, who do you serve in the community? Like, is there specific like women, children? Or do you serve kind of everybody? So we are actually another thing that Anna and I are trying to do as community outreach workers is we're trying to break the stigma that the crisis center only serves women. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that a lot of people still remember us as the women's mm-hmm. crisis center mm-hmm. oh, okay. uh, and that's not just what yeah. we do anymore right um, we serve anybody and everybody who needs domestic violence services um so we really don't have we're not really boxed in anymore anybody okay. well, who's that's needing yeah, yeah anybody who needs domestic violence services whether it's women children men whoever it may be mm-hmm. um we try our best to provide them with those services. So no, that's, that's another that's thing great. that we yeah. find very important is just breaking that stigma that we're no longer the women's crisis. Right, that and that's are, what, yeah. We are here to help everyone. Because it really does happen. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, anybody, everybody. and everybody and anybody, yeah, yeah. for yep. sure. And like you mentioned, like, I mean, it could be not just a romantic relationship, mm-hmm. you know, it could be... Yeah. Family, friends, mm-hmm. you know, so just trying to understand And that. sometimes it's harder for men to step forward, too. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we always try to proceed with more caution when it comes to men because we know that it's not as easy for them to just, you know. There's a different mindset absolutely. Mm-hmm. for them. As yeah. far as emotionally, it, mm-hmm. men, it's harder for yeah. them sometimes. So, good. That's good to know. So, ladies, if you wouldn't mind sharing with us, educating us and educating our listeners a little bit about the various types of abuse. Yeah, absolutely. You know, at the Crisis Center, we see a lot of different kinds of abuse. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of a stereotype as well, that domestic violence is just physical abuse. And that's not the case, Um, to be honest with you. We see a lot of emotional abuse more mm-hmm. than sometimes we see physical, you okay. know. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of times they go hand in hand, don't get me wrong. Right. Um, but sometimes we've had clients say that sometimes I wish he would have just hit me instead of the emotional oh, abuse that wow. he put me through. I wish he would have just hit me. You know, whoever it may be, you know, sometimes those clients are like, the emotional abuse was so severe that mm-hmm. sometimes I wish he would have just hit me and gotten it over with, you yeah. know? So it's yeah. like, we see a lot of different types of abuse, like I said, emotional and physical, but another one, just <laughs> this generation, and I think everybody knows it, is like digital abuse, yeah. social media, mm-hmm. texting, calling. Mm-hmm. Um, we have such easy access to our partners nowadays, um, just knowing what they're doing and where they are constantly and constantly being able to contact them that... Sometimes, yeah, yeah. So sometimes there's just no escape from it, um, just because you know everything that we need is in the palm of our hand, right? Now. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times when people get into a relationship, the first thing that they do is they share their location with each other, or yeah. they do this, mm-hmm. they do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that 
abusers just have very easy access, yeah. you know, to yeah. so like survivors now. So that's um, something that we deal with a lot as well. Is mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I'm sitting here right now and we're working on this order of protection. Meanwhile, he's blowing up my phone. He's already sent. What's me the a, thing? Yeah. I mean, yeah, like how do you break that connection? Well, yeah, yeah, this person has already sent me 150 text messages as I'm sitting here having this conversation right. with you. Right. It's like, it's to the point where survivors almost can't get away from it. Um, yeah, and I easy. feel like that's a yeah. great area in the law. Am I yeah. correct? So you mentioned the stalking as well, but it's kind of like, you know what I mean? We're kind of in this gray area yeah. within actually breaking the right. law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yes, exactly. And uh, honestly, I think um, we work really well with, you know, our counties that we serve when it comes to the judicial system and like that but I also know um because we are part of the coalition in Illinois Mm -hmm. um all the domestic violence agencies are a part of the coalition and um they've come up with like this training thing for like judges and states attorneys specifically so hopefully they start doing that within like the next few years so they can also understand where we're coming from because sometimes unfortunately for them it is kind of black and white where right. we see the gray and we're trying to like our legal advocates and just our agencies in general we are trying to advocate for the gray like hey you yeah know, if we don't look at the gray then someone's gonna get right. severely hurt or, right you know, exactly yep. the other worst well, thing <laughs> and unfortunately yes. too you know abusers become more and more they find ways to get around it you know Mm -hmm. i've texted you this but you can't prove that's me that's not my number or i've learned how to use a text app and describe and disguise my number so you can't prove that that's me and it's just like there's so many loopholes when it comes to cell phones and social media making fake accounts so they can still watch everything that you're doing easy quick yeah and just going back to like when I talked about when we were first established, we this was not digital abuse mm-hmm. wasn't was even a issue. thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it was literally just cut and dry, like physical abuse. We have to stay up with society, right? Yeah. You know? Right, yeah. So Absolutely. I mean, digital yeah. abuse is a very well, and it always comes. We'll just turn your phone off. Well, you shouldn't have to just turn no. your phone off. Well, you know yeah, what I mean? You should not and that's have the to thing. Do that. You shouldn't you because should you do have people that yeah. need to contact you. You, you know, your families. Yeah. Well, especially when you're in such a dangerous situation, you don't want to have to just turn your phone yeah. off because what if you need it at any given time? Right. You know? That's true. So, yeah, you can yep. just turn your phone off, but you shouldn't have to. Yeah. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And we shouldn't expect people to to do that just be, to stop the abuse mm-hmm. you know so well, that's exactly, another yeah that's another thing that we see a lot of as well um is just phones and social media mm-hmm. um, but Snapchat. Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. never ending now it seems right. nowadays yeah. so Oh man, that's a, that's a lot. Yeah, that for opens sure. Up a whole nother. I feel like I'm like that elderly words. person that's like, oh, be careful what you say. <laughs> no, right, right, be right. What you pose, but, but it's like but it's you, for real. It's for yeah. real. You have to. And yeah. it's forever. Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, yeah. Oh, mom, stop. What's gonna happen to me? I used to tell my mom that. And I'm like, mom, you're right. <laughs> I see it every day. I you see it. Right. Well, yeah, you see it every day now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So I guess another question would be kind of leading off that, like besides like physical signs of maybe like physical abuse, mm-hmm. what are some signs or events that you may identify um, for yourself or someone else that might be being abused? So like, what are some you know different things that you can tell people that hey, recognize as abuse besides physical? Um, so I know we talk sometimes, at least on our Facebook page about like gaslighting 
and manipulation, mm. those mm-hmm. are what we consider like red flags. Right. Um, so just like kind of going back to what Gracie said about like the uh, digital abuse and saying, well, you can't prove that to me. I mean, that's like, you know, gaslighting you. Mm-hmm. Um, gaslighting basically is, you know, you know your truth, but they're trying to make you not like saying you're crazy. That didn't being, happen. Yeah, being well, a bad person you know, or something. All that yeah. kind of stuff. And then manipulation is just making you feel bad for, you know, being who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, just anything that you do. I know some, I've had some clients that were like, well, I just want to go spend time with my sister. But he said, well, you don't want to spend that time with me. Why do you want to spend time with her? You Isolation know? is a huge one, yes. too. Oh, oh yeah. Family. Like, mm-hmm. if you I notice did it top three. a huge barrier yeah. between you and them or, you know, they've really started to isolate themselves, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes that can be a huge yeah, red like flag as far as noticing that there might be abuse happening. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, okay. I think that's honestly kind of the very first red flag. If you kind of notice where they're like, all right, well, why are you hanging out with them? Why do you, why do you don't want to spend time with Questioning me? a lot. Questioning, yeah, like your time and stuff. I think that's, you know, something to recognize as somebody that's a supporter or even being in a relationship and like, wait a minute, what? This is a little mm-hmm. sketchy. And yeah. I think as a supporter too, you have to be prepared for a little bit of defense or pushback Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. at first they are so defensive over that person Mm -hmm. um who could be abusing them and you know that's just a normal part of the process that's Mm -hmm. not them trying to Mm -hmm. you know push you away i mean i guess it kind of is because you know it takes a lot to admit that they just haven't seen what you're seeing exactly and you know Mm -hmm. so that initial pushback or, you know, that initial wall that they put up between you and them, that's totally normal. And that's something that we recognize a lot, too, is like, no, Mom, this isn't happening. And now I'm done with you. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, or right. no, you know, my sister yeah. came to me and said this, but I don't believe it's true. And uh, So, so kind of like the denial of yeah, it a little absolutely. bit. Yeah. Because they are in what we call, like, the honeymoon phase in the mm-hmm. beginning. Yeah. You know, happy everything's just fine, go lucky, he's giving you flowers, but he's also saying, like, why are you spending time with right. your mom instead of me? So kind of be more possessive. and Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so in that, ab- yeah, mm-hmm. possessive behavior for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I mean, those are some, yeah, definitely red flags that I think people probably need to be aware about and just yeah. kind of really think about, you know, in their own relationships if, if they're listening and start when they're listening. And I think that it's also something that people can maybe see as harmless. Do you know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah. Like, oh, this isn't... It's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. He just wants to be with me more. Mm-hmm. Or, do you know, like mm-hmm. making excuses for that person's behavioral patterns right. that normalize it. Well, and I think a lot of times we have clients come in and they're like, well, this, this, and this happened, but it wasn't that bad. Like, it wasn't that um, bad. Right. Actually, mm-hmm. it was. And yeah. I'm sorry that you had to go through that. And they're right. like, wait. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I that's can imagine. A different, yeah, I've seen a different yeah. perspective. I yeah. can imagine that happens a lot throughout mm-hmm. the counseling process where mm-hmm. you're like, hey, this, this, this is abusive to you mm-hmm. and then they go exactly Whoa. right I yes. didn't I mean it, we've had clients come in and they'll be like well he hit me but I wasn't bleeding or anything so it wasn't that big oh. of a deal it's oh like, my good right. but you know but still yeah. you shouldn't be hitting. exactly yeah, you shouldn't so be that's putting any and, kind of and abuse and on you I think sometimes like what we had talked about before too is going back to like you know this is a societal issue so sometimes yeah. 
it's oh, like you s- in some movies it's portrayed as oh he just wants to spend all this time with me. It's like, but right. could you not put that in movies? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Not no, kidding, let's not indoctrinate people. <laughs> yeah, with this, Almost, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. just like we have to. It's our job as you know domestic violence agencies to kind of like break that you know. Cycle. cycle, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's what we're here for. I mean, and it, sometimes it's not always in movies. Sometimes it's in your home. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a cycle that you grew up with. So yeah. yeah. We, I mean, that's why our job is so important to right. get there and, yeah. get, like, get in schools. Well, um, yeah, and I think that's a lot of, like, something that's misconstrued when it comes to us wanting to talk to kids. It's not, we don't want to educate them on what domestic violence, I mean, we do want to educate them on what domestic violence right. is, but... We want to make sure that we are able to prevent kids from, you know, from being abused. We want them to be able to see those signs in case they think that that's normal, you Mm -hmm. know? Right. We've had clients come in and say, you know what, like, this is what happened in my house when I was growing up, so I didn't think anything Mm -hmm. of it. I didn't think that it was different, you know? It it wasn't until I had a presentation at school, they'd say, that I knew that it was wrong because, Mm -hmm. you know, this... Mm-hmm. This happens in my home. Right. This is a generational so issue. So it's definitely important for us to be able to talk to kids too and just, you know, let them know what a healthy relationship is supposed mm-hmm. to look like and yeah. what they need to look for in a partner that might not be the best for them or, yeah. you know, warning signs that they are in an abusive relationship. And yeah. to even sure. teach kids, teenagers, what not to do in a relationship. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. what not to expect, but also mm-hmm. be like, oh gosh, I was like that with. You know, my partner, I, that's not right. I don't want to be like that. Yeah. I don't want to be considered right. an abuser. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, just kind of like in general, yeah. just waking up everybody to mm-hmm. kind of what they should expect out right. of Yeah. And we, letting. Uh, we both love love. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. We're almost you know? romantic. Uh, <laughs> we are. But we also want you to know you're worth Yeah, yes. absolutely. 100%. Everyone, everyone is worth it. Well, that's and okay. another thing, too, in talking to kids, even you know, high school kids or whatever, we want to let them know that we can offer our services to them too, you know. Right. You're never too young, I guess, to have our services, mm-hmm. and especially when you're in high school, you know. Right. If you're in an abusive relationship and that's something that you need help working through or you need to talk to somebody about that, you know, we can help you work through that as well, you mm-hmm. know. So help us kind of understand and educate people on that process. Mm-hmm. How do you reach out to help? How what's How's that look? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so as somebody who's wanting to support somebody, um, our, our hotline number is like, it's 217-243-4357. Um, you can reach out to us on Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram. Um, we are establishing a website right now, too. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. So, um, and then my, honestly, uh, this might answer another question, too, but we have our outreach facility, and that's where me, Gracie, and our other um, co-worker is located at. She is our law enforcement liaison. Oh, okay. She yeah. is Lexi. Um, but anyway, we're there, and we're at 1101 West Morton Avenue, Great. Suite A. Okay. And then our shelter is, like I said, we're located um, in Community Park. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where, like, our counselors are at, um, basically where all the main offices are at. Okay. okay. And our shelter. Yeah. Can somebody show up to the shelter? Can yes. somebody yeah. say, oh, look, I know this address. I, mm-hmm. I can't use my phone. I can't text. I don't have yeah. access. Oh, yes. You we know what I'm saying? We have a 24-hour facility at the shelter, mm-hmm. um, and that address is 325 9th Avenue. 
Okay. Um, so that's where, like I said, where all of our main services are at. Um, and that's where, like, you can walk in and be like, okay, this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. I need an order of protection. Yeah. Or I need some shelter, things right. like that. Um, or I just have a few questions. Yeah. You know, you could yeah. just go in there and, and just start getting. And I think the other important thing for our services as well is confidentiality is a law for us. <laughs> right. Yes. So everything is completely confidential mm-hmm. and we are we protect you mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we take very seriously as yeah. well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dangerous otherwise yeah. for people. But as far as being a supporter too, um unfortunately we all of our services are client based. So you can't come to us and be like, my daughter, she's thirty yes. and she needs an order of protection and I'm making her come to the crisis uh, center. I need you to call her. Unfortunately it's not safe for us to just call her right. because Because that's just you have yeah. no idea. Yeah. That's, so right. you know so. you can't necessarily force people to come mm. to us. Um but you know always just make sure that you offer them that support and make sure that they know that there are services that are available for them and Mm -hmm. that they're not alone. And, you know, also, you know, kind of support them in the fact that you know that it is a very big step to come forward because it's not easy. Um, And I think that recognizing that as a supporter too is huge when it comes to survivors coming forward um, because, you know, the minute that you realize that it's not so easy and, you know, what they're going through, I feel like, you are becoming more educated and you're able to help that person more and not build such a a rift between the two of you. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so just make sure that they know what's available for them and, you know, kind of just support them in taking that first step too. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that's a huge part of like your counseling services too, where those support people because fear will make people irrational things. So, you know, what might seem normal to your supporter (laughs) if you're scared you're yeah yeah. well and I think that sometimes people see the crisis center as like an intimidating thing and sometimes we have clients and like I think I could have done this sooner this isn't so bad you know the environment might not be as intimidating as you think it is Mm -hmm. you know especially if you need shelter you know a lot of our clients are like okay this is as scary as I thought it was gonna be you know It's not as intimidating. Um, yeah. So that's and I think going along with what she was saying that we're very like you know client oriented. Mm-hmm. We aren't. If you still stay in that relationship, we're not going to sit here and tell you leave, leave, leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You're just going to support them. What they need. Statistically speaking, it is the most dangerous for them to be in the process of leaving. Mm-hmm. Just because yeah. because that's when you know people you know find their weapons, things like that. You know, so it's very yeah. important for us to. Meet you where you're at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you decide, I want to talk about this relationship and not necessarily leave this person, that's okay, too. We're yeah. there for you. And you can come right. and go at the crisis center as many times as you please, yeah, you too. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's good to know. know. Like, I'm actually going to leave this time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then we we'll help you through that. And then if you decide maybe you're not ready, and that's okay, too. If you come back two weeks later and right. you're like, okay. Okay, I've taken I'm one more step. Mm-hmm. What's the next step? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's never, well, we yeah. never just, we're not done with you if you walk out the door, you know? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. We always just try to make our clients know that too. Mm-hmm. You know, if you decide you're not ready to leave yet and you're willing to give this another shot, we're going to support you through that. Mm-hmm. And then if you come back, that's okay too. You know, we right. don't ever like, right. okay, well, you're going back to them. We're done with you. You know, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. they can't yeah. do anything for you. Right. That's not, 
not what we're here to do. We're more right. here to support you. Right. And let you know what you deserve and kind of build up that self-worth. And sometimes it's a very long process. Sure. Well, and like you said, it's, know sure. what it's they steps, deserve. you know, Absolutely. taking small steps. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing with mm-hmm. a lot of people when they want to make change is taking small steps. Absolutely. The education. a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys mentioned your law enforcement liaison. Mm-hmm. So that person, you have the part of the divert program. Am yes. I correct there? Yes. Can you kind of elaborate on that for us a little and um, let us know? Like, Because I feel like this is a really important and kind of a current and up-and-coming thing. Yes. So it's, it's great that we have that in our area. <laughs> yeah. So um, right now, and honestly, Lexi is, is doing wonderful, um, but her position in general is very new. Mm-hmm. So um, we're just kind of trying to, uh, our supervisor is just trying to figure out, you know, we have this idea of what we want to do to build a better connection with our law enforcement, with our police officers, yeah. our, you know, state's attorneys, things like that. Yeah. Um, but also because it is so new, we're kind of like looking um, at like other like agencies that yeah. have like a law enforcement liaison, mm-hmm. even other states. You yeah. Know? Right. Yeah. Like, um, just to kind of culminate, see what we can yeah. do. But yeah. like for the divert program specifically, it that stands for a domestic violence response team. And right now, it's kind of, we're only in Jacksonville for that. Okay. Um, and then I think South Jacksonville has come on board, their police officer or their um, department has. Good. So um, basically what it is, is it's like a relationship between Lexi and um, the police officers. And if there is a domestic um, call, mm-hmm. the police officers make sure the scene is safe. And then they offer mm. um, for anybody because it's an icon on call system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for hey, the crisis center has this twenty four hour like domestic violence advocate that can come out and give you their services, whether that be shelter. Hey, I need an order of protection. Can you tell me what goes on? with that or just even just some emotional support to like validate them in their yeah. situation. I mean that's a that's a big that's a big event. Yeah. Yes. It's a big event. Well, yes. and a lot of times too, you know, when survivors have gone through such traumatic things, a lot of times they're like, "No, I am not ready for that." Right. 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 No. So, um, you know, we we just find it very important that we make that first connection, you know, even if it's just coming to the scene and showing you our face, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So you yeah. see a kind and welcoming face. Right. And you're like, and okay. And if they don't want us to come out, we're allowed, like, the police officer can be like, here's my cell phone. Mm-hmm. This is who this domestic violence advocate is. And we can talk to them through, like, yeah. hey, right. yeah. this is our services. Just I to have, that. like, just to, you know, and this is what we kind of talked about with, um, the chief in J- at JPD, which is saying, we're trying to help you make your job easier. Yeah. Because they, I mean, they have other, you know, serious things going on too, along right. with domestic violence. Right. So if we can kind of step in and alleviate some of that for them. Right, for sure. That's what, you yeah. know, that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Well, and no matter what, for us, I think that the most important thing is always just that first connection. Mm-hmm. Whether yeah. that's them right. coming in and right. wanting an order right. of protection or whether that's them just coming in and sitting down and talking to someone one-on-one because they want to know about our services mm-hmm. just in case they want to use them in the future. Yeah. So I think that we're always just trying to make that first connection be the most important one because, mm-hmm. you know, 
Yep. It, you kind of let your walls down a little bit yeah. after that first initial ripping the band-aid off. Okay, now I know what's available to me and it's there when I'm ready. Planted mm-hmm. the seed a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and so sometimes, you know, we find that it can be important to do that in the moment, but sometimes it's yeah. you know, it might take a few days yeah. too for them to kind right. of yeah, you know, decompress and be like, wow, what just happened to me? You yeah. know, that was a very yeah. overwhelming experience yeah. and it was extremely traumatic and it might have taken me a few days, but now I'm ready. And I'm that's, ready yeah. and that's the importance about it. of divert mm-hmm. is to yeah. make that first step and just to obviously continue to build that relationship mm-hmm. with um, our laws enforcement. Um, like I said, it's starting in Jacksonville, but we're hoping if it really starts kicking off and doing what we want it to do, yeah. we might expand it to mm-hmm. like our other counties that we right. serve, which yeah. I would love to. For sure. Because um, even as employees, we're all like sporadic in the, right. within the counties that mm-hmm. we uh, serve yeah. anyway. But so. it's funny because I think all of us live in at least one of the counties that we all serve. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's so like we have, have people who live yeah. in Green. We have people yeah. who that's live great. in Cass. That's great. Morgan. That's great. Morgan. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's so, good. I, mean, I think you understand then your community then. Right. Absolutely. Who you're serving. We are very thankful for Chief Hansel for Up South Jacksonville, and then Chief Mefford for JPD. So mm-hmm. I mean, yes. we just hope mm-hmm. to when when we do expand, hopefully that those uh, <coughs> chiefs are like, all right, these guys are good. Yeah, yes. well, yeah. I, no, I'm I sure. think that that's a super important collaboration mm-hmm. because I think that community policing is mm-hmm. super important yes. in keeping mm-hmm. communities safe. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and keeping. People, people should also be able to feel that they can depend on yeah, community-oriented yes. policing. So mm-hmm. yeah. I'm into that. I love that program. I love it. Mm-hmm. I think it's an excellent addition for you guys. Yeah, definitely. So, ladies, why don't you tell us a little bit about your group? Yeah. So we actually have a domestic violence support group that meets every Tuesday, um, and that's facilitated by our counselor Skyler and then we also have a children's group that meets the same time at the same time um and that's facilitated by our child advocate Amanda Mm -hmm. um so that is kind of just goes hand in hand with the fact that once you leave the crisis center and let's say you've Mm -hmm. been in shelter and you've started over and you know you've started your new life and you've gotten back on your feet after domestic violence that we're not just done with you after that you know um Our counseling services are still available to you. You know, you can always come back into shelter, whatever the case may be, but also you can always come for group too, Mm -hmm. which, you know, sometimes can be very helpful, Mm -hmm. you know, to people who have been through trauma to just kind of let you know that you're not alone, you know, and there's other people who have similar experiences to you. Um, And, you know, you can kind of just talk about things that you've been through and how you, how you got through it and, you know, how you lived through the experience that somebody and sometimes too it's nice for our survivors who have been you know clients at the crisis center for years and I mean years like a long time to come to group and to talk to those people who maybe have just taken that first step and they're like Mm -hmm. questioning everything that they're doing like is this truly the right thing like Mm -hmm. am I gonna see the other side of this like when when do I finally see the benefits of what I'm doing? So sometimes it's nice for those people who have been clients for so long to come in and be like, you know what? I'm a perfect advocate. I've done it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so then those people can be like, okay, you know, 
I am going to be okay. I am doing the right yeah. thing. So that's why we think support group is so important to source of strength. And yeah. And just like experiences, you yeah. know, like, yeah. Cause sometimes I feel like when people come forward, they do feel like they're alone or they do feel yeah. like, you know, so it is very important, you know, for us <laughs> to make sure that people know that they're not alone and that there are people who maybe have gone through something similar. Um, and if it's not something similar, then it's people who can support you, you know, because, yeah. you know, they're there for you. Um, but then also we're, I have a, little, a couple other groups that are kind of in the works as well. Um, you know, our art therapist, she's always trying to be a part of group on Tuesdays too. You know, yeah. sometimes she'll come in and it'll be, you know, they'll do activities or whatever. And her and Skylar kind of bounce back and forth between, you know, who's going to be in charge of group that day. And same mm-hmm. thing with Amanda too. She'll go in and mm-hmm. she'll do crafts and stuff with the kids and, you know. We're just yeah. trying to support anybody. Well, kind of, kind of give them a safe place to absolutely, yeah. and sometimes do something to kind of forget about what they're mm-hmm. going on. And for group in general, sometimes it is kind of, especially when you're newly like, okay, I I know my relationship isn't what it's supposed to be. Meeting individually with a counselor can be kind of intimidating. Mm-hmm. So maybe starting out with group first, mm-hmm. and just being like, okay, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And be like, okay, I'm not crazy, or you know, I am feeling comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like I can tell my story, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So I think that's why it's also important for us to, because it is another support system for people that are you know leaving. But it's also like kind of maybe a first step for some people. Yeah. You know? yeah. Right. Exactly. You know, kind of just being like, all right, let's try this out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also sure. think that's kind of the beauty of our shelter sometimes too, like yeah. to walk back in the shelter and just like, hey, what's going on, everybody? And they're all just like sitting in the common living area talking about, mm-hmm. you know, talking yeah. to each other and talking each other through things and being like, you know what? Right. Don't text him. Don't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm here to give it, giving that support. Yeah. And it's, that's kind of the beauty of our shelter sometimes yeah. too, is like going back and just seeing our clients support each other through such yep. a traumatic time. Mm-hmm. And it goes the same thing for group as well. Just mm-hmm. it's so, it's like a breath of fresh air to see people supporting each other through you know Mm -hmm. like like experience and I love that feeling I love the group atmospheres like that when you're you know it's just you're living the positive aspects of like of the human experience Mm -hmm. so connections with Mm -hmm. other people like maybe it's not everybody maybe it's this one person Mm -hmm. and you just connect yeah you just get each other it clicks and you're going through this or you've been through it or you're starting in this this thing in life that is alienating Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I love group vibes yeah you know yeah and it's nice too just because you know like I said domestic violence is such a taboo topic that sometimes women are ashamed to come forward because they're afraid that nobody's going to believe them right like yeah nobody believes that I'm nobody's gonna believe me when I tell them this Mm -hmm. you know they would never believe that this person would do something like that to me right so sometimes group is like, um, no, I believe you, and yeah. you know you are right. supported. Yeah, going through um, the same thing or something. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes even you know people haven't left their abuser yet, mm-hmm. and you know even coming to group can you know kind of just let them know that there are people out there who are going to believe them, and yeah. you know they are very brave for what they're doing. So right. Absolutely. It can and be honest, very empowering. Yeah. And honestly, shout out to Skylar, Stephanie. Uh, and Amanda, they're <laughs> all so comforting. Yeah. And mm-hmm. all, I mean, honestly. In their own different ways, yes. too. Yeah. That's what's amazing yeah. about <laughs> it. Because, like, some people are more comforted, comforted by Skylar's, you know, demeanor. And some people are... 
Stephanie's a very like gentle person, so maybe somebody's yeah. a little bit more yeah, right. comforted by that, you know. So it's mm-hmm. just funny. Their personalities fit yeah. in yeah. these different and styles, they, yeah. and they all Amanda's very happy-go-lucky. Yes. So it's just funny it's how just, they all work together. I'm like, I'm gonna sit in our own group. This sounds fun because yeah, you know, Skylar's inspiring, Stephanie's inspiring. You know, Amanda's there for the kids and the teenagers, and it's just. That's great. Shit. It all yes. comes together. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect really harmony. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, do you guys got any, like, planning coming up or, like, how do you – or, like, outreach events? Yeah. Or? So um, Gracie and I are just <laughs> – we had a lot of stuff going on in mm-hmm. the beginning of April. Um, so we're <laughs> just To be honest, like, February, March, and, and April. April. Yeah. So yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We all we kind of got off of our like we kind of hit the ground running yeah. in the beginning mm-hmm. of the year and then into February and we were like we got to do it all at once we got to do this this mm-hmm. this this, this. Oh, yeah and then like we get to this point where we just look at each other and we're like whoa <laughs> we're like what was... are we doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> right. so we right now our breather has been planning for May and into summer okay. So, um, I'm sure you guys know May mm-hmm. is Mental Health Awareness mm-hmm. Month. Yep. So we're gonna be planning some things for that. Okay. Um, we actually just had a meeting with Skylar and Amanda and Stephanie yesterday, and we are gonna start at least in the Jacksonville area, like another kind of up and coming thing that we're hoping to start, maybe doing in other counties too. Is um, we're gonna try to start like a youth group throughout the summer. Yeah. Um, just. Healthy relationships, right. healthy relationships, life skills, hopefully working to, you know, partner with, like, Midwest Youth Services. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Spirit of Faith is, like, um, our, I don't know what you want to call it. It's like a church and a soup kitchen. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. We yeah. work with Polly. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're hopefully, hopefully going to have some just, you know, collaborations mm-hmm. and working with the youth in our in Jacksonville, in the Jacksonville area. Okay. Um, but right now that's still in the planning, so... Mm-hmm. Polly, if you're listening to this, I'm going to call you. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. We don't mean to surprise you, but yeah. you're expecting a phone Hello. call. Yeah. Um, another thing that I've, uh, me and Gracie mm-hmm. have been talking about specifically is just, you know, outreach in general. Mm-hmm. So we, like I had said earlier, you know, we're trying to keep up with, you know, society and how it pertains to domestic violence and, you know, abusers finding new ways to abuse. Right. <laughs> um. I think it's important that we, with our partners, we stay, like, updated mm-hmm. with everybody that we're working with. So, you know, some of our clients are DCFS referred um, because they've experienced domestic violence in, you know, in mm-hmm. the presence of children, unfortunately. Right, right. So um, I think another group um, or, like, just even an education thing that I would like to start is, like, meeting with, like, DCFS, yeah. USU services, other, you guys. Right, yeah. <laughs> have, yeah. Just Us. have, like, a... Honestly, like, is it down just conversation? Yeah. Like, hey, this is kind of what we're dealing with now. I don't know right. if you have similar clients like mm-hmm. this, yep. but this is what we can do for you. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like once a month kind of meeting. Collaborate. Yeah, yeah. get together. Yeah. Stay just, on the same yeah. page. Obviously food because I love food. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And just something like that. That's yeah. honestly what I would like to start. Yeah. And then. Um, Collaboration is such a powerful thing. It too. definitely is. Yes. And that's right. something that we are trying to, you know, we're really trying to make as right. many collaborations as we can because it, it's such a powerful thing, especially mm-hmm. in rural communities, too, mm-hmm. because yeah. it's like, you know, I know that person yeah. over there. I'll give them a call and see how, you know, so it's like right. we're just yep. constantly mm-hmm. trying to make those connections, yeah. too, like, because we just really feel that's how we better serve our community mm-hmm. and make our community a better place when everybody mm-hmm. works together Absolutely. to Absolutely. advocate Absolutely. for people and, you know. Mm-hmm. 
And then um, the other thing that I'm been planning um, is so it actually came out of a kind of like a recent situation that we had with a client. Um, their employer was very like on board helping them with like mm-hmm. their order of protection. Like, let's protect you while you're at work too. They were like, yes, yes, yes. But they also, this employer didn't understand necessarily all of the domestic violence stuff too. So yeah. we kind of had to like reassure the client like, hey, they're not, because they did like ask this person to stay at home so they could protect the other employees. I see. And oh, I, we, gotcha. as an agency, we totally mm-hmm. get that. So we were trying to reassure like, hey, we're just making sure you're safe. Right. Um, so, you know, right. so many things going into the past. So something that I would like to do, honestly, is kind of have something like, hey, if you have an employer or if you have an employee that's, you know, hey, turned in an order of protection and they're protecting, you know, their that facility or whatnot, this is how you can proceed with oh, that okay. client without, yeah. like, mm-hmm. uh, a, a word that we use is, like, re-victimizing. So that's mm-hmm. obviously right. making them feel, like, sort of, in a yeah. way, shaming them mm-hmm. for the abuse that I happened to them. Right. But, yeah. right. obviously, educating, yeah. on, educating them on not how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. That could be such a big barrier. Mm-hmm. If people expect their employer mm-hmm. to push back, yeah. even if it's not necessarily meant full-blown mm-hmm. as a pushback, mm-hmm. yeah. it's just a huge barrier. Yeah. Well, and that's you know? not even employers, too. Just people in these rural communities in general, it's like, well, why don't they just leave? You know, it's yeah. like sometimes yeah. it's, yeah. Not, it's yeah. not that, that easy. That, or, you know, right. she's yeah. gone back four times. I don't feel sorry for her. Or he's, yeah, you know, right. he keeps going um, back for more. I don't, yep. you know, I don't, it's it's you not that easy. for a period yeah. of time. And I feel like yeah. in rural communities, life can be so, um, like, you know, Peeling back, peeling through mm-hmm. the skin of an onion. Mm-hmm. And that's know. something that Anna and I have kind of found not necessarily difficult, but that is a challenge when doing mm-hmm. outreach about domestic violence, too, is making sure that people are educated on yeah. what domestic violence truly is right. and yeah. not what they think that they yep. know mm-hmm. about domestic violence. You learn more and exactly. more yeah. and more. Mm-hmm. The story yeah. gets yeah. different. Yeah. It changes, yeah. and the next thing you know, mm-hmm. you're not yeah. where you started. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and there's yeah. so many things that go into leaving someone who abuses you, too. Oh, yeah. You know, like, yeah. this is my life. I don't have a home outside of him I don't have or her. I don't yep. have you know and so my work children might, work might be that for them that might be yeah. comfortability yeah, so, exactly you know i it's just something that we were very thankful that this employer was like yes we're here to protect you mm-hmm. too um so that kind of like had my little wheels like wheels wheels right. yeah. <laughs> all right let's make sure all the employers are like this yeah you know, yeah. so I'm hoping oh. to have like once a month things. Yeah, yeah. Gracie awesome. and I can have, and, then, and that's yeah. the scary yeah. thing about leaving too. It's like I'm leaving, and now they want to fire me because of everything that um, I'm going yeah. through. Well, and now I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I want to leave, and I have no job. How am I supposed to make it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. just making sure employers know, you know. Mm-hmm. And it would be nice to have everybody kind of mm-hmm. aware in some sense, rather than being educated in the moment. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's just uh, not the most ideal time. Yeah. It happens. It happens. But yeah. you know, right. Right. Anna and I are definitely trying to make, you know, these areas more, you know, proactive rather yeah, than reactive. Exactly. Because it's like, you d- it doesn't have to happen in order for you to be educated about mm-hmm. it. Let's talk about it before it happens. Yeah, right. You know, let's, right. you know, break yeah. the silence. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if it is some, like, an organization is interested in doing, like, outreach, how, how would they reach you, in Anna and, and Grace? What's your what's your phone numbers? Call me, girl. <laughs> um, so my phone number is, because uh, we don't have, like, a landline at right. our office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my work cell phone number is 
Okay. <laughs> and it is. actually is on the door outside of our building. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, and, and I've tried to, because we both run our Facebook page, too. So, when mm-hmm. we do, like, Facebook posts and stuff like that, we tag our hotline, and then sometimes okay. I'm like, let me throw mine in it. So, there's yeah. a like, yeah. organizations right. interested in, like, Well, that's what I say. If organizations, yeah, interested yeah. in more, like, being pro, right. you know, proactive yep. instead of reactive. They want, yeah. they want mm-hmm. this. It'd be great and to we're always, to you. we're always interested in opportunities to come out and talk about the crisis center, too. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, things like this mm-hmm. are amazing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Going to meetings with other agencies who are have mm-hmm. the same yes. goal as us too and just talking to them too so th- that's always something that we're open to mm-hmm. as well so yeah. you know if you if anybody ever has any opportunities for Anna and I to come talk about the crisis mm-hmm. center we are always happy to do yeah. that absolutely so. I think I think Miriam helped you guys she did stuff eggs she for did. yeah Easter egg we love yeah. Miriam yeah she yeah. was here with us <laughs> for a while She's even just volunteer stuff we will yeah we she was there. here yeah. for it. Yeah. <laughs> it was only ten thousand of them. So oh I, my can't gosh. <laughs> I think it. I think it ended up being over ten thousand. That's amazing. I don't remember. Though. Yeah, it was a lot. That's exciting, though, for you guys' community. Yes. Yeah, it was great. Yes. It was great. Yeah. It was a good time. It was a good time. So, right. I mean, that's what we have in the works. So. Yeah. Okay. Great. Well, that I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So call us maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There we go. Well, gals, it's it's been awesome to have you yeah. guys here. Thank you guys so much yeah, for having us. Absolutely. Yes. We've been I this was a great discussion. Yeah. I think it's it's fantastic. We'll so. have to come back in like yes. a year. We'll yeah, absolutely. What's going on? Yes. See the yeah. growth. Yeah. 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 What's new? Uh-huh. Yeah. I think we're gonna spread to like Facebook Live, so we're gonna try Amazing. and do some yeah. things like that way so we can definitely do something like go that. Go live so. from events, go live from here, mm-hmm. go live with guests, yeah. you know. Well, so. I'm looking a little bit rough today behind the microphone. So I'm gonna be behind the camera. Yeah. We'll, for, we'll forewarn you. Okay, so. perfect. Yeah, we'll be so we'll ready from We here. will not make yeah. you just, hey, guess what? Your face is yeah. on yeah. the internet. I'll do the classic Zoom with, like, sweatpants on the bottom. There you go. Perfect. perfect. Nice shirt, perfect. like a button up on yeah. the top. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. That's great. No. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I, gals, I think this is this has been fantastic. Yeah, it's been so. great. And we really appreciate mm-hmm. and hugely, deeply appreciate and respect yeah. the work that Absolutely. you do. For the community and the people in our area, because these mm-hmm. things are vital to life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So Absolutely. we appreciate you so deeply. And so we appreciate you. you guys yes. too for all that you yeah. do. Yeah. Well, we, we try and we, we like collaborations, yeah. like we said. We like we doing that as well. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we're good. There. I think that's it for today. And you guys uh, covered all the great topics. And if there's anybody out listening, if there's anything additional that you want to hear, that you want to know, um, reach out to any of us. Um, again, the hotline number at the Crisis Center is 217-243-4357. The physical address for the shelter is 325 North uh, Avenue in Jacksonville. It's North actually 9th. 9th. So That's sorry. just me. Three two five nine. Thank you. Three two five Ninth Avenue mm-hmm. in Jacksonville is the physical address for the shelter. So, any questions, concerns, or comments, reach out, and we'll make sure that you get connected. So that's all that we have for today, and we hope that this health cast has been informative and helpful to our listeners. We bring information to you to educate and enlighten the public on the importance of various health concerns and topics that would be beneficial to the improvement of health and well-being for the community. Funding for this podcast was provided in whole or in part by the Illinois Department of Public Health, the Office of Women's Health. The Cass County HealthCast is a project of the Cass County Health Department in Cass County, Illinois, and information given in today's podcast is not the personal opinions or views of those speaking. 
and is information gathered and distributed for the sole purpose of health education and promotion. If you have any questions or you'd like to suggest a topic, please call the health department at 217-452-3057 and ask for Louise or Hillary. Also, you can visit us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and we have a website. So we're at www.cascohealth.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time, stay well.